G'day and welcome to the Noob Spiro podcast. It's Shrek here, but you more importantly are a Spiro looking to get better at spearfishing, learn a bit along the way and probably have a few laughs with us. Now I'm not joined by Turbo today, it's a solo, me and Luke Potts over there in New Zealand and we dig in deep into some tips to overcome some common stuff when you sort of in your first few years spearfishing so we get some big tips from Luke. He's a former guest on the show so you can go back to like episode 9 and listen to him. He's from uh, from New Zealand, so Aquatic Rehab TV's Luke Potts. He's a he's a bloody character, and he's got a new video series that's available on video on de- Vimeo on demand, which we're going to chat a bit about at the end of the show today. And there's a discount code for you guys to listen to as well if you want to go in and purchase them. And I would thoroughly recommend it but we'll talk about that a bit later before that before we get there i want to go through a couple of reviews shout outs to the community and probably a bit of an idea about what's happening for noob spiro in 2018 right so we've got a second stitcher review i've only got we've only got two on there guys but i love the two of them so this is the second one coastal crust 92 says Improved my spearfishing dramatically. I love hearing the stories of veterans who have seen the dangerous side of spearfishing like blackouts, shark attacks and injuries and it's made me more aware with my own dive buddies. Some of the tips I have heard take a lifetime to acquire and I think it's shaved years off my learning curve. Thanks guys. Uh, Alright, I've got a funny one here on the website. I don't know how for real this is, but anyway, Andy Alligator Arms Romano. Uh, Shrek and Turbo, you guys are asking the best possible questions to the world's best spearos. Don't stop the great interviews or I will lose my shit. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Alligator Arms. <laughs> he says, please give me a shout out because I'm telling all my dive buddies to buy your ebook or I will not dive with them anymore. So good on you, buddy. That's the way to do it. So you can uh, find our ebook. Um, if you just pump in 99 tips to get better at spearfishing in Google, you'll be able to find it on a platform you want to like reading books on. All uh, right, next one. Latest roof review from Australia, Pecky762, ripper of a podcast, Good, plenty plenty of good humour, stories and helpful tips for all Spiros. Thanks, Pecky. Uh, Christian Morass on Facebook, watched your episodes and bought, bought the book. Keep up the excellent work, guys. Uh, all right. Um, it's, all right. Down in Eden, New South Wales, at the end of January, for all, actually from the 20th of January to the 28th of January this year, there's the 66th National Spearfishing Champions, proudly hosted by the South Coast Skin Divers and the Australian Underwater Federation. Um, you can go to auf.com.au and check out all the details for that. But there's like a whole week of diving and socialising here in Australia, so check that out. No one asked me to do that shout out, but I thought a couple of guys might be interested in checking that out, learning a little bit more about it. Uh, all right, I, I dug into the New Zealand iTunes reviews. I, I hadn't seen them before, and I, I've had a whole lot um, pop up. So like some of these are pr- probably pretty old, um, but Fishing Gal ninety two. I uh, love the podcast. Great to listen to world champion spearfishers. Love the work you guys do. Can't wait to see more of it. Um, we've got uh, Jay Waiti, funny dudes and good interviewers and guests. Great. Really enjoy the New Zealand guests. Keep going. Uh, someone says, awesome podcast with interesting guests and the hosts are always funny. Keep up the good work. Rangi Valance, loving your work, fellas. Great for any lever of diver and interested to hear different 
preferences of some of the top Spiros, you know, like roller, roller, roller spear guns. We had Monty, Manny Bova, uh, real float line, open and closed muzzles. I stumbled across these on YouTube one day, and I have been working my way through them. Great when rigging gear or tinkering on the boat or just any time where I'd normally listen to the radio. Keep up the good work, and I look to look forward to hearing more. Uh, so awesome. Cheers to that. Matty P. Yo, guys, how's it? I'm a NorCal freediver spearer, and I can't say enough how stoked I am about your podcast. The depth of content along with the humor that is delivered is so solid. Always pumped when a new one comes out. An interview with Martin Stepanek. Uh, the 13 times record holder and founder of FII would be sick. I've taken his classes and can, can attest firsthand to the value of information and how he presents it. Either way, I love the show heaps. Maholo, Matty. So cheers, bro. That was a, that was a nice one. Chris Metcalf. Um, so Chris is uh, part of the North North Cal sort of crew, and he's been talking with us a little bit about the abalone um, issues they're having over there in California at the moment. I believe the fishery's closed. Turbo's going to have some more information for that um, probably next episode. Um, we recorded an episode with uh, North Cal um, Underwater Hunters President Matt Madison, and uh, unfortunately the fishery's closed since then, so uh, I believe. So Turbo's going to have more information for that in two weeks, but that's unfortunate. Uh, all right, just a quick tip. Um, a lot of guys are listening to the podcast now. They find it on YouTube or wherever you find it. You can, you know, you might find the episodes on our website. It's often easier to listen to it on your mobile phone through a podcast app. Uh, Apple have got an app just it's just called Podcast. You can get it on uh, Android as well though. Now that's pretty popular. But Podcast Addict is pretty popular with our listeners, and also Stitcher. Stitcher is still pretty pretty popular as well so wherever you're listening make it easy on yourself and um, subscribe on your podcast app leave a review wherever you find it if you like the show and uh, that will help us out plenty um, all right moving on uh, a couple a lot of guys bought gear from spearfishing.com.au the show sponsor over the holidays that uh, sends them a clear message when you use our code that you know we're, we're worthwhile um radio show to sponsor so appreciate you guys using the code and saving a bit of money on gear so like i said go to spearfishing.com.au use the code noob spiro to save 20 bucks on every purchase over 200 but uh look i really want to get into this episode with luke potts so here are sort of an overview of the five tips just before we get into it we're going to talk about breathing uh, a, a really smart uh, practice called grab a spotter, hydration, tides, current, and some awesome info for improving your hunting techniques. Without too much more, I'll, I'm pretty happy to just get straight into this episode with Luke Potts from Aquatic Rehab TV. Let's hook in. Uh, g'day Noobs Bureau community, today I'm joined by Luke Potts for the second time around. If you pump in Luke Potts Noobs Bureau, you can go back and listen to his first interview with us uh, a long, long time ago. But uh, recently Luke has um, released a pay-per-view spearfishing video series on Vimeo and it's doing pretty well. He's got some fantastic information in there, so today we're going to do five tips to shorten or accelerate through your spearfishing learning curve. And uh, so welcome to the show again, Luke. How's it going? Pretty good, mate. Pretty good. So what's happening over there in, uh, in sunny old NZ? Pretty... Um, well, it is, it is sunny at the moment, as you've, as you've probably seen. Um, yeah, t temperatures are up. I don't know. I, I've been reading stuff that we're, like we're breaking uh, record highs with the water temp and yeah. all sorts. I think the reason is because my sinuses have gone. 
so that's why the water's so <laughs> nice and clean. Yeah. Murphy's Law. Um, yeah. So I don't want to think about it really, right. but um, right. I'm um, I'm um, busy. I, I I guess I have to stay at home and stay busy editing because this um, this uh, whole thing that I've put together is is a pretty big hunk of work. Cool. All right, it's a labour of love though. So look, let's hook into it. So you you know you're you're the man behind aquatic rehab. So you've been spearfishing for a long time. How long have you been spearing, Luke? And uh, how long have you been producing videos for people? So I, I've did a bit of spearfishing when I was um, quite young, and then I um, turned my back on it until I was about 20, 21, and now I'm 31. Yeah. Um, so about 10 years, and I've been, you know, commercial diving and filming the majority of it. Yeah. Um, so filming for TV and, and also um, did a bit of work for Net Geo and some spearfishing stores and things like that. And and so, and a little bit like Noob Spearer, you've you know, as you've sort of progressed, you've you've developed quite a, a, a big following of guys that are always pestering you with questions about, you know, overcoming some of these obstacles you have when you start spearfishing and, you know, you had your own obstacles when you got started. Let's let's talk a little bit about some of the problems that, um, you know, maybe you and I both encountered when we started and uh, perhaps some of the yep. listeners are as well. So, yep. um, I mean, breath hold's one that we get emailed about a lot. Is that something you, you, get, you yourself get? The breath hold isn't as, as big as I thought it was going to be. A lot of it is around shooting fish, to be honest. Okay. But um, I do I do still get quite a fair chunk of guys asking, how do you increase your breath hold or, you know. I mean, these questions have obviously – I've been getting them for so long since I started producing on YouTube uh, a few years ago, mm. and it's got to the point where I'm like, well, I can answer these you know, and put something together to sort of just run through the whole thing. Yeah. And and have it all in one place. Okay, so that one of your episodes is just straight about you know increasing your breath hold. Um, yeah. I mean, one of the things I see with guys starting out is they just have a crack, they jump in the water, and they have a go and see what they can do. Um, when I, yeah. I mean, before I ever started spearfishing, I was swimming along the bottoms of swimming pools, competing with my mates to see who could go the farthest. Um, yeah. And I think you know it's a part of being a bloke but i mean it, it leads to it leads to maybe some bad attitudes with spearfishing because you, you you start to take on techniques that probably aren't very smart is that kind of your experience um yeah i think um as i've stressed quite a lot through the series that um over breathing was quite a um it's it's massive and i think it's almost guys that are sort of going on the internet and taking little bits from free divers and things like that where you know Oh, there's this breathe up technique, or radi ra, or a few good deep breaths, and then they're um, pushing out their, um, you know, CO2, and basically bring themselves closer to that that shallow water blackout threshold. And um, yeah, I think that's where quite a few of the problems are sort of stemming. And it's almost like you know the free diving community; they've got a lot of um, you know, there's like safety divers left, right, and center, and these guys are like studying different types of diving and um, types of diving to relax your heart, which maybe hyperventilating and then other types of diving um uh, types of breathing sorry that they do before the descent and it's just uh yeah it's a real mix-up of information yeah all right so flushing co2 which is hyperventilation or over breathing so so basically like you know like i've heard an explanation of hyperventilation it's basically any type of breathing that's you know outside of your normal whether it's yes. breathing faster 
to try yep. and flush out the CO2. But what, why do we need to leave CO2 at, at, at normal levels or near normal levels when we're, when we're spearfishing? Well, like the first thing that guys have to realise is that um, CO2 is responsible for the urge to breathe. So your brain actually doesn't really have that many receptors geared towards how much oxygen you've got. Yeah. So you need CO2. So the thing is, is that a lot of guys are, um, you know, you hyperventilate, overbreathe, and breathe, um, you know, dive with a decreased amount of CO2. Um, your urge to breathe is pushed out further. Yeah. So you're you're closer to running out of available oxygen, and um, yeah, on the ascent, um, you know, after a long dive or chasing fish or whatever, that's when guys are switching off, and um, it's pretty horrible you know it's it's almost like what i liken it to in the series is being anesthetized yeah um you never knew that it happened have you Uh, have you blacked out yourself no i've never blacked out okay um i've seen a lot of blackouts yeah i i've seen black i've seen quite strange ones too like i've seen brand new divers blackout in pools yeah um doing dynamics and i've seen guys chasing fish in the tropics blacking out and I, what I've almost found too is something quite interesting is that some people almost have a tendency to go to blackout. Yeah. And um, another thing that we stress is that um, you know, if you're if you're that kind of person, you're obviously always going to be wanting to do one up, one down. Yeah. Um, with all of your hunting, and, and I know that can be hard because um, you know some of our fish, like you know snapper, for example, that's you snooping a, a stretch of coast coast solo. And, um, yeah, people, you know, so I think that the more information's out there uh, around all these little um, things, um, you know, the better it is, really. Yeah. I, I, I remember, Luke, when I started, uh, you know, I had had a lot of background in the water and done the swimming pool dynamics by myself. And, I, you know, I had a pretty yeah. good breath hold and done life-saving and a lot of surfing and stuff. I was pretty good in the water. Um, and so when I went spearfishing, I could spear, okay. Like, I had enough. Yeah. breath holder i mean i'm not saying i was breaking any records or anything but when i first went and met a freediving instructor and they taught me how to do a full breath it was like yeah. a re- it was like a revelation and when you yeah, know how yeah. to when you know how to do intentionally do a big full three-stage breath like yeah, it's yeah. phenomenal like that that just opens up your um your, your it's a your, pretty big change yeah yeah and you're relaxed yeah. you're like oh yeah, wow yeah. i'm actually relaxed when i'm diving instead of under some stress yeah, yeah that's right so. And, um, yeah, the, the relaxation is quite a massive thing too. So I kind of like hit home on um, – I hit home on what, what is referred to as homeostasis. Basically, it's, it refers to other body processes as well. But if you're breathing and just maintaining equilibrium with CO2 and O2. Yeah. And then I train guys on uh, a technique called the rate yourself relaxation technique. Okay. Uh, it's borrowed from. It actually comes from a few different schools of thought. It's kind of almost beginner meditation. They teach it in anger management as well. Okay. Which is quite a hard case. But it, what it, the the theory was that you don't really know where you're at on the water unless you um, give rate yourself out of ten mm. thoughts and muscles. Um, and then so what what guys can do is go oh, okay, all right, I'm working on my real limits and I'm giving myself the best chance to increase my breath hold properly. And also, um, yeah, like what you say, like a proper inhale. Mm. And um, I give guys a few, uh, a couple of methods of two-stage. Yeah. And it's sort of like basically just hitting home that um, how over, uh, how dangerous overbreathing actually is. Yeah. And I was lucky enough to get some footage. You've probably seen, um, there's a bit of footage on YouTube from the States. 
um, where a guy blacks out and um, he's he's rescued uh, by the guy with the GoPro, okay. and um, they don't he doesn't get his mask off early. Yeah, and this guy um, it took quite a long time to come to. It's quite heavy footage to watch because I, I sit there and edit it. Yeah, and um, yeah, that really that really hit home too, and that kind of makes you think a bit more about it. Yeah, and I've been catching myself on ledges thinking like thinking about that now, and I'm kind of like you know, but it's part of it. Okay, it's it's part of what we do, so we have to you know the more information that's out there, mm. um, you know. So so maybe you could sum up some of these some of these breathing problems into a few a few big tips. What would you? Uh, what's some sort of actionable tips these guys could take to um, to 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 improve their breath hold? Well, actionable, like for the for the um, the the first tip for for new guys that are sort of starting out and they want to um, improve, uh, pretty much just what I said: um, don't over breathe. Yeah. And maybe do a bit of research into what constitutes as over breathing. Okay. You know, and you're working on your real limits. You know, because I, I reckon that only a small amount of overbreathing could add quite a, you know, bit of time to to a breath hold. Okay. So yeah, don't overbreathe. Yeah. Far away. Second tip. All right. So, and this is one that I, I'm visualizing a, a dive that I did about a week ago at the Mokes. Okay. And I and I, three people got in the water. The Kingies were quite deep, still a little bit cold. The snapper were quite deep as well. And everyone was doing a free-for-all. There was workups and things like that, and it was a free-for-all. And I knew where the fish were. I actually seen a really nice skinny, and I missed a good snapper, I'm going to admit. And I blame the tools. But um, <laughs> I, I the, the, and I'm, I'm dragging this out, but for a reason, it's um, grab a spotter. So instead of just one up, one down, you've all heard it before, think about it in your head, grab a spotter. If you just be selfish, you know, if you want to get that fish, have the confidence of, you know, you're, you're, you're not over-breathing, but you've got someone there on the surface. And what I did is I just yelled to the boat and I said, get X to come over here. And then I said, can you just spot me? And then you know that they're going to hang around, yeah. <laughs> especially if you tell them. And it turns into a one-up, one-down. And then when you're down there, you just feel so much better. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, because you and you and then again, that helps you working on your real limits because you know some guys are like I find sometimes that I'm leaving early now after seeing all this blackout footage. I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. you know, it sort of it sort of rattles you a wee bit. But um, yeah, grab a spotter and concentrate on hunting because that's yeah. what we're there for. It's fu- it's a funny tip, but like I I know myself, like I seldom ask someone come and watch yeah, me. Yeah. It's always yeah, yeah. more of like a oh. Okay, we'll just hit the water and and hope that everyone does the right yeah. thing, but it just doesn't yeah. happen. It's free nah, for nah. all, you know. So I nah. think there's a good thing in being intentional with with getting a buddy and maybe this language, you know. Come and spot me is yeah. Can can I just say can you spot me? Can you spot me on this dive? Because yeah. I'm and then I know that I'm gonna you know and like some of this water where I'm trying to get onto good kingfish, there's deep water close by, mm. and um, like the some of these are like almost sheer ledges that go down to 70 meters or something. Wow. So you don't want to be running into trouble. Yeah. Because, you know, good luck. Um, Yeah. yeah, So that's that. And that's, um, yeah, I hope that's something that guys can sort of um, latch on to. And then, um, you know, it sort of prevents a bit of um, um, any funniness around it too. Like, I appreciate it. If someone said to me, you know, can you please spot me? I'd be like, oh, yes, sweet as. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got one guy down there, and then you've got 
another guy down there, and if any fish move through, you got more chance. Hey. Of, you know, if you're not, you know, if you're good blokes, I don't use any other words. Yeah, <laughs> you can share the you can share the fish with each other. Yeah, um, it's 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 in some places it's a bit of a it can be a selfish sport, and then um, in other places like I've seen a bit of social media stuff come through where guys are like you know uh, teamwork, you know, big teamwork. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just got off. I just got off uh, messenger to a guy who the three guys on a drift in Indo for Dogtooth. Mm. One guy has a gun, so everyone is just um, yeah, working yeah, yeah. for that goal. Yeah, yeah. So there's that, and building the series. Something that I learned about quite a lot was um, staying hydrated. Yeah, um, is massive. Now, hopefully, a few of the new divers they they obviously know about the mammalian dive reflex, um, and the. Um, what happens to the to the body when that happens? So obviously everyone knows that the heart rate slows down. Um, well, hang on, hang on. Uh, maybe we're assuming too much. Like, let, walk us yeah. through mammalian dive reflex. Look, I think you and I probably have a good idea of it, but let's not assume yeah. anything. What 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 is your kind of explanation of the like just the basics well, of the, what mammalian dive the, reflex is? The mammalian dive reflex, essentially, the well. Firstly, the the triggers of, of facial facial triggers are um, nerve endings that go into the cheeks, generally actually under where the mask is. Yeah. So a mask can affect it. Cold water on the face. Basically, um, what the human body does is prepares to or, or gives you a slower heart rate. So your heart rate drops by you know ten to twenty five percent depending on who you are. Yeah. Um, in preparation for a breath hold. So that's a response to the cold water immersion, yeah. which is usually the strongest trigger. But there are other triggers, such as holding your breath or even looking at water for real experienced sparrows. Yeah. Um, and that's sort of why I stress um, associating calmness with the water Yeah. Um, to help that. Now, splenic contraction is another one. So your spleen actually produces more red blood cells um, so that you've got more available oxygen in the bloodstream. Yep, yep. And um, blood shift, yep. which is the other mega one. So so you pull blood away from hypoxia-tolerant tissues into the core. And this gets this is what's bringing me on to hydration, is that your kidneys actually think that um, you're overhydrated because of all that blood shifting into the core. Yep. And that's why you pee 30 times when the mammalian <laughs> diaphragm starts coming on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you'll pee... And you'll be t- totally dehydrated, and you'll just keep peeing. And um, that's the thing: is that it's your body thinking that it's overhydrated. It's not. So that's why we, you know, forcing. Like I force myself to drink water and electrolytes um, on the boat. Yeah. Because I know that I'm not thirsty. I don't feel thirsty, but I'm dehydrated. And what I learned making the um, How to Spearfish series was that one percent decrease in bodily fluids can decrease your breath hold by ten percent. Wow, and two percent uh, decrease in bodily fluids can decrease your breath hold by twenty percent. Wow, so that's massive, and that and is um, the heart's trying to pump that thick blood around the, the body, and also other there's other things like acids and buildups and other things that go on. Yeah, yeah. but it's, it's huge. I was just thinking too, like I've come home exhausted from you know a day's diving, and it's probably more to do with the fact that I'm dehydrated rather than you know, yeah. actually exhausted. I mean, you do have a big day and you're tired, don't get me wrong, but, like, sometimes yeah. I, I don't even wash my <laughs> wash my gear. Yeah. I just throw it in the garage. And boom, yeah, yeah. I'm lucky if I have a shower and then just hit the bed, I'm out. 
I, and, uh, that's quite interesting because I just seen a post from, do you know, you know, Jesse Cripps on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesse I've and Michael have been on the show. Yeah, yeah. i just seen a post come on and it's them filleting and she has a bit of a yarn. I can't remember the actual details, but she sort of says, um, you don't see a lot of photos like this because like when divers get out of the water, you, ha- you fill it in, your hands are slimy. You can't be bothered working with camera gear. Yeah, I was thinking yeah, yeah. the same. Like, yeah. it's, a lot of guys are like, yeah, we want to see the background. We want to see the after. I'm like, yeah. after? I'm stuffed. I think part of it's dehydration though, you know? I think dehydration is probably I, I tell you that, that and sunburn is probably the, big, the biggest thing. Yeah, yeah, heat stroke. But one of the other big causes of dehydration is like, you know, you look in the bottom of the of the of the chili bin, the esky, the cooler, yeah. wherever you are in Chil- the world, and yeah. your water bottle is just caked in fish slime. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. A- and you're just like, I still oh, drink it. Do I want to have a drink of water? You know, yeah. like you've got to first of all, you've got to open the thing, which there might be four or five straps. You're already tired from yeah. your dive. You got to reach through some ice and and slime slurry to get hold yeah, of your right. shitty fish smelling bottle of water and yeah, and right. try and neck it down like it's you know you gotta, and so, um, peel a snapper row off the off the lid yeah yeah then, so what do you what do you take like for for staying hydrated do you do you take out like um Gatorade or Powerade or some um, ele- electrolyte rich type stuff or is it more Yeah like, I do I do um take like electrolytes out um sometimes like the sachets and I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. have a big thing of water and chuck it in there. Yeah. Um, otherwise, like a good, um, uh, a good multivitamin with magnesium and stuff like that in, in yeah, the morning. Yeah. Uh, that's another thing for reducing your cramp too in your legs. Yes, yeah, right. Yeah. And and um, another cause of cramp is is dehydration as well. So it's funny we're talking about this. Yeah, yeah. And that's big. Like I, I know guys that suffer quite badly. Like you can see the calves cramping up and they're out of the water. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so. Yeah, normally just an electrolyte's all right, and I think it's just a matter of just taking – when you get on the boat, force yourself to drink. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah, yeah. you're going to be dehydrated anyway. And then it's just um, – yeah, and then you – because you don't want your heart working hard and all yeah. these problems happening when you're – especially at 4 p.m. when you might be doing some deeper stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tell you one thing I got into in China um, is they do like a hot fruit tea over here. And oh, I, yeah. I was thinking, like, it's beautiful, man. It's sweet and hot. When the weather's cold, it's just wicked. Um, yeah, yeah. When you're out doing a cold day's diving, you know, and uh, there's no way I'm drinking a shitty, frozen, um, yeah. you know, slime-covered bottle of water. But if I had a hot um, electrolyte-rich, or even just a hot fruit cordial maybe, you know, like, yeah, yeah. that would probably yeah. be the good. So, you, But you need a thermos for that. But um, that's, yeah, that's, that's probably pretty good. Yeah. Mm. How cold's cold, though? Oh, we're we're so we're we're lucky if we get over ten every day at the moment. And it's minus oh, right? minus at night, and we haven't <laughs> yeah, even got into winter yet. So, yeah. but just okay. like being out on a boat, you know, you, you you're yeah. in your five mil wetsuit, run doing your boaty duties, or yeah. Yeah, um, you've just crawled in from a shore dive. It's pretty freaking yeah. miserable. Yeah. Do you, when you when, when you're shore diving, do you tie a water off to your float? Yeah, well, I don't often do a lot of shore diving, but. Um if I was, I normally I probably if I do a shorey, I kind of it, it's it's an hour or two, or yeah. maybe three. I normally smack back a lot of water before I get in the water. Okay. Um, as a ritual, if someone has a plat or something, then I yep. definitely um, try to bring some out and drink it. What's but, a plat? Um, a, a float boat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, we call them plats in New Zealand. It's just a Kiwi um, name, is it? P L A. I don't know. I, that's just always what I've 
thought they'd been called. Thought just boat but, floats. Um, yeah, yeah. I've been away but, from my homeland for too long, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, you know, obviously, then you can put your bits and pieces in there, and then and then get a drink. But, yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. I just think that's a that's um, I thought, and that's going to hit home when you actually realise how much it affects your your breath hold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a nice a nice easy one that's probably um, pretty good to um, to work on actually. So I like it. Guys, Spearing Magazine have joined the Noob Spiro podcast to bring this episode to you today. Now, Spearing Magazine are—they're actually—they're the best spearfishing magazine in the world. I'm saying it. Turbo said it. Now you know it. And uh, <laughs> if you head over to Spearing Magazine, you can check out the team. They've got Jeremy Gamble, John Paul Castro, Sky Bailey, Christopher Landers. You have a look. There's some. Ph- fantastic people they've got on staff and that's why they produce the world's best spearfishing magazine the photography is just popping the stories are awesome turbo's been rejected several times and uh that's how you know it's top quality so head over to spearingmagazine.com you can buy it you can buy it at your local retailer in the u.s or you can even get the digital subscription online spearingmagazine.com All right, let's let's move on. Like I know another um, drama guys have is um is, is hunting techniques, as you sort of talked about earlier. And uh, you know, like your veterans vault, uh, we did a snapper snooping session in the in our original interview with you, and a, a lot of our listeners commented on how, how good that was, and they actually requested more spearfishing hunting hunting techniques. So now in every episode, we ask every guest, you know, what's your spearfishing hunting technique? It's one of the most popular sections on our show. So. I mean, and, it, cool. and it's a it's a big learning curve. A lot of guys have natural hunting ability. Um, you know, they have a good awareness about uh, about you know how animals respond to their presence. But underwater, it's a different ball game. There's a lot to learn. And uh, yep. so you've got like two or three videos just about hunting techniques. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, so at this stage, I've got two. Um, yeah. There's a lot of info. Like the um, of the first one is um, techniques for spearfishing yellowtail kingfish, mm. and the reason why I chose kingfish is because you can employ and modify these to hunt any pelagic on earth. Yeah. You know, take these, it's just generic. And then I use snapper for the second one. Yeah. Um, because you've got the, you know, tricky reef fish doesn't tolerate anyone. Yeah. Um, total different um, style. But yeah. there's quite a lot of crossover too. Yeah. Um, so, so just, and just, just quickly, the kingfish, what we call, what you, what we call kingfish in Australia and New Zealand um, they call yellowtail in America because yeah. in America they call kingfish Spanish mackerel. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, so yellow yellowtail kingfish. Yeah, it's funny. Like uh, there are, I, I I I can see where you're going. There are lots of transferables for for pelagics. So yeah, just, and even the, the um, like a lot of it came from filming when I was full time filming, mm. and even like trying to get close to sharks mm. and and marlin. I had a marlin come in using similar techniques like. Yeah. Um, you know, visual avoidance, um, posturing away from the, the fish. And, okay. um, yeah, so I've, pa- I've just 42 odd, odd minutes on there of, of stuff. But, <laughs> um, yeah, it's, um, I'm, I just, there was so much there to come out. I didn't actually realize. Yeah. yeah. I think one of the, one of the biggest problems when you get started, like even if you're just shore based is like, um, understanding how tides, how tides yep. interacting and feeding cycles of fish. Can you can you That's tell right. us a little bit about you know kind of how, how how you sort of started learning I guess about some of the feeding and resting behaviours of these fish? 
it, that, it was kind of like a um, a bit of an online consensus of, of, of sort of going in and trying to figure out things, and then you just start hearing about it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, for your listeners that want to, um, uh, you know, get ahead in spearfishing, mm. um, I would definitely pay attention to tide and current and how that affects what the fish in the area are doing. Yeah. Um, because it's massive. Like to the point where someone invites me out on a specific tide, if it's local, um, you know, I'll often I've just I've done it so many times where it's been like my local would be like an outgoing. There's an island that blocks the current. Yeah. Incoming is just unreal. Sharks, kingfish, snapper on the the pressure point. Obviously, uh, yeah. when we talk about the pressure point, we um, um, for new guys we're talking about where the, the the current meets the frontal ledge of the reef. Yeah. The, the feeding behavior that happens in that zone mm. uh, for all species, and then the way that they all just leave almost instantly when it stops. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and oh, look, and the thing is, and the reason why I say tides and current is because you know you've got locations where they both might affect each other, and there's some places where you're only drift diving, and so you could almost um, you know figure out your local terrain, uh, ask some of the seasoned guys. And start to build a bit of a picture of what's happening in your local area. Yeah, um, yeah. Because I know, particularly in Aussie, there was a lot of like I I, I was didn't spend a lot of time um, hunting underwater in Aussie, but when I did, I found it quite um, it was quite different. Like mm. um, even sometimes like the back end of the reefs where the where the um, current would leave, there'd be like different species in there that people were targeting and things like that. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's just something that I think that you guys really should pay attention to, and then ma- to maximise their, um, um, you know, their chances while they're hunting. Mm, mm. Yeah. Okay, and like, I mean, another thing I think guys have is they they don't have much idea of of which technique to employ in which situation. So I was chatting with uh, Jeremy Gamble this morning. The um, the owner of Spearing Magazine over there in the states, and he oh, loves yeah. this. He loves this technique. I, I sort of labelled it Overwatch. It's he's kind of like yeah. he likes to hover off maybe eight or ten meters above the above sort of the bottom, and then when yeah. he's honed in on what he wants to hunt, then he'll descend and, and use the terrain more yeah. like a you know an amb- like he'll use the terrain to approach the fish. But then okay. you've got other guys that swear by getting on the bottom and yeah, then yeah. and and waiting and not really moving yeah. much. Then there's yeah. guys that sort of like to coast along. Um, yeah, that's right. I mean, different different strokes for different folks, and and by all means, you can use these techniques in different situations. But with the guys that yeah. are starting out, I mean, what sort of thing do you recommend to them? What's the most effective technique to employ generally? So my from from my experience being in the water, um, acting like don't act like a predator. Um, okay, I've got quite a massive emphasis on this in the um, series. Mm. Um, don't act like a predator because fish haven't adapted to be wary of an animal that ignores them and predators are quite um upfront and you know and i see a lot of like guys in videos and stuff like that bombing towards fish and even though they still get fish it's not ideal shot situations it's not broadside and it's not um it's it's quite yeah it's it's direct predatory behavior yeah yeah. um my biggest emphasis is and uh, like all of the techniques that you just mentioned before uh, you can do it. You can do it either way. Yeah. I'm sure that these guys will be playing the game with the fish, if you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like, like, like for the kingfish, for example, um, visual avoidance. Yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. on big kingfish. 
posturing your body away from the fish, um, using the reef or the structure. So actually, like what I found is getting into the structure. So you see a couple of fish, you know, ignore them, get into the structure, and then wait for them to come to you. Yep. Um, and then you've got the shot opportunities where the fish is passing in front of the gun as opposed to, um, you know, getting a, a um, quartering away shot, which is, um, you know, at a way further distance away. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, just um, sort of working on that that mindset, I think. Yeah. Um, I think the like because and I, the way that it came about for me was being a cameraman because yep. I needed the fish to come close, and then I'd get to go home and watch what was scaring them. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, okay, well, I can't do that. I can't do that. Um, and then I think fish are very. Um, they, it's, it's, the ocean is a hungry place. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> and we sort of, we get into like the whole, um, obviously I talk a lot about the lateral line senses of fish. Fish are massive on vibration in the water. That's like one of their primary senses. Yeah. Um, they want food and kingies will come and visit you straight away. Yeah. Um, you know, snapper will come and visit a vibration that a well-concealed diver will be visited by a snapper. So, you know, if you're not acting like a predator and you're piquing their curiosity, they're going to come up to you. And that's when you get mm. cool, good shot opportunities and also good opportunities to make good footage as well. Mm. Um, and then you're also associating the water with calmness again. You're not bombing and everything's not crazy. It's like, it's just, uh, I think it's just a nice way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I remember chatting with Kimmy Werner over there in Hawaii and she was, she was comparing hunting to like dating, you know, like meeting, (laughs) meeting, meeting, (laughs) meeting people in a nightclub, you know, like if you're just creeping, creeping someone out, you know, they, they, you're going to scare them off. You've got to, you got to, you got to visually avoid them and posture away from them. You've got to play the game a little bit. I think, I think maybe if you're a girl, you do. If you're a guy, you can just be a straight predator. Ask Turbo. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you can but, just um, descend down onto them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too far, too far. But, uh, no, yeah, it is interesting. And it's it's one of those funny crossovers with spearfishing because it's like on the surface, you're, you're trying to enter this meditative, calm, sort of um, relaxed state, and then you yeah, descend. Yeah. And you see fish and your heart rate's just straight up. You're like, yes, I want to get one of those. I want to get one of those. I want to get one of those. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. you've got to stay calm. You've got to keep avoiding them. And then when the moment yeah. presents itself, that's when you can celebrate. Yeah. You know, once it's the a fish contradiction. Is, it's it a is, total it contradiction. Is. You're teaching yeah. yourself to be calm when you're dumping mm. adrenaline. And yeah, then yeah. it almost ruins it because you're not um, – you're really, really calm, and you're you're almost trying to take everything for granted, so you can stay really calm and not get too excited. Yeah, um, cool. Yeah, that, that's when it's a, that's when it's the most contradicting activity, because of buck yeah. fever. Yeah, and yeah. Um, you know, you get I get buck fever when I see good snapper. Like I just get one big shot of adrenaline. Yeah. Particularly if I think that I can close the gap. Yeah. And um, there's something I've like I've learned to like push out of the way, and it's. Yeah. Uh, um, I reckon the only way to do it is is through practicing it. But I wish I knew about it earlier. I wish yeah, I knew yeah. that there was this way to do things, you know, rather than just having to go out and um, watch good fish swim away. <laughs> now, yeah. the, um, the other thing about, like, acting like a predator is um, the fact that – or sorry, not acting like a predator mm. – um, <laughs> is sometimes you'll – You'll have fish come in, and then you'll think, oh, yeah, I'll give this technique a crack, particularly like early days. 
Mm. And um, instead of chasing them, you go down to the reef and you do all the stealth, everything, and then they just swim away and they never come back. And you yeah. go, ah. Oh. And I, I still have it so many times where I make – because, you know, if a fish swims below you, sometimes you know that you could duck dive down and go and get a shot into it. Always filming. So I like to get nice horizontal shots on, on pelagics and things like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, I'm, I still dive down and go through the whole thing. But, you know, it's something that you – and what I keep saying to guys is employ and modify the techniques because they may not be your cup of tea, but at least if you know it, then you can add your own little bits to it. Yeah, yeah, that's so, good, um, good Yeah, advice. yeah, employ it, modify it, and then um, and then particularly, I mean, you know, our kings, they're, they're pretty curious fish, and um, there's so many different pelagics out there in the world. Um, mm-hmm. You know, how are your fish going to react to this? And so, uh, it'll be interesting seeing it, you know. So two of your vids, one, one's kind of like a, it's a yellowtail kingfish specific, but it's techniques for most pelagics. And then you've chose, yeah. you know, possibly one of New Zealand's most iconic fish, the uh, New Zealand snapper, which yeah. is uh, which is a, a really sort of hard to hunt uh, reef fish. And yeah. so you've, you, you've kind of picked um, two fish that represent broad groups that where they, there's techniques that apply to a lot of other species. Yeah, yeah. And with... Yeah. Um, snapper like some of it is quite new zealand specific like obviously snooping over shallow ground mm. and and ground baiting yeah but um i do cover off like a few other techniques as well and like like going to spawn and filleting and handling and shot placement oh. and oh. um gear requirements and things like that too right, so cool. um yeah yeah all right. Well, this this uh, interview's done a little bit like uh, our book. I mean, our book's called Ninety Nine Tips to Get Better at Spearfishing, but there's really like a couple of hundred in there at least. But uh, and awesome. I think today, you know, we we were covering five tips to accelerate through the spearfishing learning curve. I'll just summarise them a little bit. So we had um, we had sort of three three big tips there for improving um, breathing your breathing technique. So one was uh, you know don't over breathe. Number two was um, say gra- grab a mate and say can you spot me? Can you keep a watch on me? Uh, number three was stay hydrated, which sounds pretty basic, but as we went into like some big gains to be made there. Number four was like really pay attention to your tides and currents and learn the feeding cycles of the fish in your area. And like you were talking about pressure points and lots of different things, lots of information in here. And the last one we talked about avoiding predatory body language and um, and and uh, and employing a multitude of techniques to sort of make the most of that. Is that kind of That's how right. you'd sort of put it all, Luke? Yeah, I get every time you say predator now, I just think of the club. <laughs> yeah, Don't act I like believe, a predator. I believe her <laughs> words were "Don't be a creep." It made me laugh because. Yeah. Here's me and Turbo interviewing this uh, this good-looking Hawaiian girl, and she's talking about that. I was like, I was laughing, but uh, yeah, no, nah, look, cool. All right, so um, just quickly, like um, your videos um, sort of address a lot of problems guys have in their in their sort of maybe their first one to two years of spearfishing, and and uh, and there's probably a lot more advanced stuff that guys of any level could um, pick up. But I mean, yeah. let, let's just go quickly through a couple. Um, one of the ones that sort of spiked my interest was your um, sort of your big overview on equipment because i know that a lot of guys care a lot about spearfishing equipment and uh, um, yep. we you invest a lot of money in that part of your spearfishing it's in our show we we cover a little bit off every week about you know what's in your spearfishing dive bag but we don't really do a big deep dive into equipment what do you yep. cover off in that uh in that episode that <clears throat> that one was the hardest one to write for me because i think it was so long ago that equipment was a thing it, you mm. know when you get into diving um that episode's uh, over an hour long, 
and mm. it's basically blades and foot pockets, gloves and booties, knives, masks and snorkels, um, spare guns, floats and float lines, obviously, um, weight belts, weights, wetsuits, and then a whole big thing on non-essentials, including belt reels and flashes and um, pole spares and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I just break everything down and um, just run through the whole, the whole lot. Um, yeah, and obviously it's hard for one man to cover the gamut of spearfishing brands. Yeah, um, are you brand biased? Uh, no, I'm not. I okay. I like to try out um, all sorts of different gear. Okay. Um, I went into two spearfishing stores that are local to me to film all their different bits and pieces. Okay. Um, I I know a lot of guys who are really gear obsessed. I just I think I'm a bit too much of an animal with my gear. I'm kind of like yeah. ah, if it shoots you know, use it. But however, I have been put onto some different gear um, lately, like spear guns. My friend actually made up um, um, the Durval gun, carbon guns down mm. the South Island there. And he sent me one up to try and I had quite I a bit that. of fun with that. Yeah. Okay. And, and um, I, so yeah, I kind of in, in each of the episodes, well, each of the, the fish hunting ones as well. I have, I just give an overview of what gear I use and what gear I recommend. Yeah. Um, and then have a bit of a, I have a bit of a talk about like the apprenticeship stage, like using a float line instead of a reel, and yeah. when how I think you should go on to a reel, especially for kingfish, um, and um, you know, and and obviously the fish hunting techniques I have held off fire fish and in some pretty interesting situations. Yeah. Um, so yeah, basically just trying to cover the whole thing there. But um, I got the wife uh, to get a spray tan and made her do the wetsuit because no one wants to see me doing that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, <laughs> that was all, it was all pretty interesting, actually, Yeah, that, that whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's that's a little bit of a disappointment for our female fans, Luke. They were hoping to see you, you do the wetsuit thing. Oh, I can imagine. Yep. <laughs> Too all bad. Right, so, <laughs> all right, so you've got five episodes up now, is that right? Yep. So the How to Spearfish video series has five core episodes okay um so at the moment that we're speaking three of them are online and um i'm hoping to get the snapper one up by the end of this week so we're looking at having everything online all going well by um christmas um 2017 cool so by the time this episode goes live everything should should will will, will most likely yep. be up in life yeah and okay. if there's any updates or anything from there on in, um, we'll be working on that and just um, releasing um, information as we move forward. Um, okay. We've had a bit of uh, requests for other bits and pieces in there, like, um, you know, your craze and things like that. So, okay. you know, there's there's room for me to go out and talk to guys who are experts in different areas, particularly on, on even on think other species overseas uh, in Australia and things like that as well, and, and giving some good rud- rundowns for, for guys. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. All right, awesome. Uh Awesome today chatting to with you, Luke. Um, so we've heard a little bit about some of these videos. So there's five five core videos. Is that right? We've kind of um, we've talked a little bit about a few of them, but what are they exactly? So we've got the equipment one. Okay, so episode one is a beginner's guide to spearfishing gear. Uh, episode two is how to increase your breath hold for spearfishing. Um, number three, techniques for spearfishing yellowtail kingfish. Four is techniques for spearfishing snapper, and the final one. Um, at this point in time, is a guide to spearfishing around sharks. Yeah. I remember when we chatted to you the first time, you had some some good horror stories about sharks, and there's definitely a big learning curve, and it's probably one of guys' biggest fears. So yeah, right. um, I'm, I'm sure that video will go well. So awesome. Yep. All right. 
So, look, if guys come to noobspero.com forward slash how to spearfish video, I'll have links to all uh, Luke's videos there. And I believe you've put together a discount code just for listeners. Is that right? Yep. So for Noob Spiro listeners, I've just put a discount code together for 10% off. Um, and the code is Noob Spiro, just one word. Yep. And, um, yeah, just put it in there and um, it'll be 10%. Pump it off and get 10%. So wicked. Ah, awesome. And uh, I think if guys have listened through today, they'll, they'll know that they're in for a ton of value because you've given us some uh, some awesome tips today, Luke. So thanks for joining me, buddy. Cool. All right, good to talk to you again. I'll catch you later, man. That was an amazing the session with Luke there. Uh, really, really enjoyed having a, a deep dive into some of those tips he came up with and just picking his brain about stuff. Uh, the hydration stuff I've since looked into more that, and, and it's amazing uh, how much that can affect guys' ability to equalize. Uh, absolutely phenomenal tip and you can expect more of the same in Luke's video series. It's available at Vimeo On Demand. All of these, um, all of these links will be uh, available in the show notes so if you just pump in uh, to google Luke Potts come and find the show notes on newspiro.com and I will have links to all of Luke's um, videos there and like I said like in the five videos he's got uh, they the run run time slightly less than four hours there's enough information in there to keep you happy uh, for the first three four years of your diving like it's the sort of stuff that takes you that long to acquire and uh, it's just going to save years off your your, your learning curve and I, I couldn't recommend them highly enough i'm a big fan so again you can come and find us show notes at noobspiro.com and use the code noobspiro when you get there and you're going to save 10 percent no brainer all right guys thanks for listening today and uh tune in in two weeks time i hope we're going to have turbo talking about abalone fishery and matt madison in, in the california environment catch you later Sometimes it's time to spend some money on yourself. And there's nothing like a new spear gun. That's right. Head over to spearfishing.com.au and check out a big range of spear guns. Get tempted and read the customer reviews and really sort of have a look at what they've got to offer. Turbo and I love the Manny Sub roller guns. You can buy them at spearfishing.com.au. Go in and check out the spear guns. If you do decide to buy something, pump in the code NEWSPEAR at checkout and save $20 on every purchase over $200. If you do have problems, they have a hassle-free returns policy, cheap shipping rate worldwide, and a price beat guarantee for Australia. You can also check out the stores in Brisbane, Sydney, or Melbourne and get help from more than 40 underwater experts. Online, they also have live help. You can talk to people online and ask any questions you might have about products. So head over to spearfishing.com.au and check out a huge range of spear guns. Thanks for listening to today's episode. It's been a cracker. We always love bringing these to you. But Shrek, you got a couple of things on your mind. Shalom, Turbo. Yep, I would love it if people would head over to noobspiro.com and sign on to the floater, the floater email newsletter. It's our monthly release that gives you details. Oh, monthly release, the floater. <laughs>
bad. It gives uh, a bit of a quick update on what's happening on the blog and in Noob Sparrow's world. And you also get a couple of bonuses when you sign up. You get the dive day checklist and 10 tips to become a better Sparrow. you got to get that dive day checklist. It's got a photoshopped image of Shrek on it. We've, we've pulled in his guts a bit, mate, and he's put out his shoulders a bit. We actually paid for that. Mine's hanging over my bed head. I look at it every morning when I get up. you got to get yourself a copy of it. It's the only way I start my day. Thanks for listening and putting up with us today, guys. <laughs> Talk to you in another fortnight. See ya. See ya.